1: Ten randomly selected questions. One person's reputation on the line. This is... Trampled Bet Versus. The Lockdown Football Quiz with John Walker. Today's competitor is...
0: I'm Guy Kilty. I'm the
1: producer of Price of Football podcast. Um, yeah, I, I'm aware. Uh, our producer Gary's a very big fan of the podcast, and, he, and he was looking, I sent him the list of people that Ant McGinley had stitched up and added into the the, the tweet to do it. <laughs> and Gary's immediate response was going, "How did you get Guy Kilty?" And I, was, I was
0: like, oh. "Are you a regular Five Live listener?"
1: In the mornings, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, in the, I'm in the football zone if I'm going to and from the stadium, the Rangers games or Arsenal games. Just depends where I am. Nice. Which team do you support, Guy? I'm a Manchester United fan. All right, okay, okay, okay. So what are your thoughts on Solskjaer just now then? I know we're in a weird
0: situation right oh. now. Well, you know what? I actually, I'm really enjoying the Solskjaer reign because, you know, we've had, obviously we were spoiled for a long, long time. That goes without saying. And then we've had, you know, a, a fallow period, let's say, with, uh, you know, Moyes and Van Gaal and Mourinho. And the, but the thing about the thing about all three of those Moyes, Van Gaal, Mourinho was that, yeah, Mourinho and Van Gaal both won trophies, but there was a negativity about the place, which was, you know, nobody was really enjoying themselves. That was the bottom line. There was some trophies and games were being won, but people weren't really enjoying themselves. Whereas at least with Solskjaer, yes, he had an amazing start, and then it went all a bit downhill and. Now he's rebuilding. But there's a there's a kind of positive vibe about the whole thing. And there's just a there's a sense of fun about it again, which had kind of gone missing, I think. You know, that that's because that's such an important thing for United fans. Is not just that they're winning, obviously, that's what all United fans want the team to win, but they want them to win in a certain style, they want them to win with loads of young players, loads of local young players, and Solskjaer, you know, yes, he's harking back to the old days in many ways but a lot of fans do want that and they want that sort of romantic side of the club to be back and so I'm really enjoying it the results are less important to me than the romantic side of it so I'm enjoying a lot of it
1: Yeah I mean me from a neutral like, so my, my English team at Arsenal and always will be so when you're saying being spoiled like being an Arsenal fan being spoiled was getting top four for 10 years it seemed now it's <laughs> yeah. we, we don't know whether we're coming or going but the similar thing with, even with that when, when Lundberg took over as caretaker and then Arteta's came back in. It's just it's such a difference. And I think with you guys, it's Fernandez. Yeah. But Fernandez, I, I've actually begrudgingly said this. I've got loads of pals that support Manu. And begrudgingly said it's like it's actually enjoyable to watch Manu games yeah. again if they're on
0: TV. And it's and, that bit of magic, isn't it? It's that sprinkle of stardust that, you know, that's what we love so much. It's the Cantonars, the gigs, the Skulls, those players that, you know, Get you off your seat, and that's what Fernandez does. And we've had, we've got some players, we've had some players like that. Like Rashford is one of them, obviously. Yeah. But there's been there's been too much sort of functional football. I think that's what I would say. Very functional. You know, it's been up and down in terms of winning, but that's what that's what everyone loves more than anything. It's that it's those moments of magic that you just go wow. And Fernandez has immediately brought that, and you know, it's been amazing to watch him do that. And I think what we're enjoying is see, see as long as Manu keeps signing attacking players.
1: As a Scottish person, we can keep hope that Scott McTominay will keep his space in there. Just the way yeah. Fletcher did. Because you're like, like you just have five attacking players as long as our Scottish guy
0: gets to play alongside him and learn. Yeah. But that's it, isn't it? You need that blend with any team. You need the magic, but you need the Scott McTominays of this world who are locking down the midfield. And I'll tell you what, the fans love McTominay because he's just... You know, he gives it everything out there, doesn't he? And you can tell that he's he is maximising his... He is taking his opportunity. You know, <laughs> very few players get that opportunity. Homegrown players get an opportunity to play centre-mid for a club like United. And he is he is grabbing that opportunity. And I think a lot of people love to see that. Yeah, and
1: I, th- I think I think what people have forgot is... I've seen loads of journalists say this about Solskjaer, as he's got this idea of being too nice, being too timid. Yeah. Nobody, nobody played in a changing room with Roy Keane and got praise off Roy Keane for the payment. No. Him. If Roy, if Roy Keane respected Keane, isn't he? I, if, if Roy Keane respected you, there was a fucking reason Roy Keane respected you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I always, the thing I always love about Solskjaer, and a lot of fans remember about Solskjaer. Is you have to look it up on YouTube because unless you're a United fan, you don't necessarily remember it. But there was a game fairly early on in his career where it was towards the end of a Premier League game. I think United were a goal up. And there was a breakaway, and someone was one. Of them, they were hering away into United's box, and Solskjaer just ran back and just totally cleaned <laughs> him out. And just started walking off the pitch before the red card was <laughs> issued. And it's like you know, fans remember that, and they love that side of him. He was a nasty little player at times, and uh, but he did what was needed. He did what was needed for the team. Yeah, I
1: think there was something. There was something that. Um, I don't know if it was Alex Ferguson or if it was actually Solskjaer himself was talking about. And it was something that I really enjoyed because just a, a role model, because see the more the more you go on football coaching courses or you read uh, football managers' books, it's a lot less about, unless you're a Pep Guardiola, it's a lot less about coaching and tactics. And it is, so Alex Ferguson was a master at it. It's about tuning into individual people. And Solskjaer yeah. said something about being on the bench and how he used to watch players, even in Sir Alex Ferguson teams, who wouldn't watch the games when they were on the bench. And he always attributed that to being how good he was at coming on and scoring goals off the bench, was because he'd watched the full game. And he said that was the one thing he was trying to impart on the likes of uh, Greenwood, who's been coming off the bench and scoring goals.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. I mean, he was brilliant at that, wasn't he? I mean, that was what he was famous for, wasn't it? But it was, I've read that as well, that, you know, he just used to sit there and study what was going on with the defense and work out where the weaknesses were and yeah that's you're right you know so much of football as you say with Guardiola it is about where the players are on the pitch but yeah. actually with with a lot of managers it's not about that it's about getting really good players but then getting the absolute best out of them and making them think as well about how to become the best players and just back just you know just going back to the Fernandez thing you know. the the impact that a player like that can have is so big, isn't it? You know, they can make everybody play better because it just almost seems to liberate everybody. When you see someone doing crazy stuff on the pitch, as in incredibly skillful, taking the piss out of the opponents, basically. (laughs) It it gives everyone a license to do it, doesn't it? And to take risks. And that's what we all want to see. The thing that struck me was, I, I was having this,
1: I remember when the links were happening, so he was linked with with Chelsea, with Barcelona, and with Bayern Munich as well, whilst this transfer bid was going on in January. And I remember one of my pals saying to me, who's a huge United fan, he said, there's no way he'll choose United with those other teams available. Now, we don't know certainly that those teams were definitely in try to buy him. But seeing when that signing went through, I think that made even Man U fans go, oh, we need to remember that we're a massive club that folks still want to join even in the Europa yeah. League. Because yeah. I think that's been the worry. Um, but I, I've Begrudgingly, really. Enjoy. In fact, you know what? I don't even need to begrudgingly enjoy it because we beat we beat Man U recently, and Arsenal were kind of on an upward um, trajectory there. So yeah, I, I long for the days when Arsenal and Man U are competing for for the title oh. again.
0: Well, did you watch they they replayed that Keane and Vieira best <sighs> of enemies thing from on ITV that they put out a few years ago? Which is just it's one of the best hours of TV about football that you could ever watch. Did you watch it when it was first on? I watched it yeah, like five six years ago when it was first yeah. on. They oh. showed it. I just have, I just randomly saw it was on the other night and I watched most of it again because it's just it's so good. Because yeah, it's um, those were the days, right? Uh, ah, yeah, well, that was when
1: midfielders were up against midfielders, though.
0: Yeah, and you, d- yeah. you didn't and have
1: to compartmentalise where a midfielder played, whether he was a sitting midfielder, <laughs> a centre midfielder, or an attacking
0: midfielder. Yeah. It was just a straight up battle in the middle of the in the centre <laughs> circle, wasn't it? Um, so thank you very much for doing this quiz the way it works is I took four categories
1: which were World Cups European Championships European Cup competitions and British football I took 25 questions each there's 100 questions you will choose numbers 1 to 100 they're randomly assorted I changed the order but for some reason there's like four questions that have came out of six already it's just it's just potluck we had um, I won't tell you the question but we had Niall McGough on earlier and he's a Portsmouth fan and I told him There is two Portsmouth related questions in here and he pulled number 31, which was the first question. It was a Portsmouth question. So uh, (laughs) it's just your potluck. All right. All
0: right.
1: So how how many numbers do I choose? Ten. So just choose them as we go. So if you take
0: note of them. Ten numbers. Ten numbers. All right. um, All right. I'll take note. If you want to give me your first number. I'll go, uh, well, number seven. Every United fan's got to choose number seven first.
1: This one's came out a few times. Who was
0: the top goal scorer at
1: Euro 2016? Oh,
0: 2016. I'm going to say that was... Uh, oh, what's his face? Hang on. <laughs> his name's completely gone. The little French striker. <laughs> what's his name?
1: I mean, this I can't accept that as
0: an answer. I need,
1: I need this the name. always
0: happens. This is, always happens when you put on the spot, isn't it? Oh, his name's gone. Can I come back? It'll come to me as we go through. Yeah, we can take note of that then. Right, so question one, it's the Euro 2016 top goalscorer. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I'm sure it's him. Right, come back. we'll come back to that then. So what's All right. number two? Uh, I'll go for 16. In
1: 2008, who surprisingly knocked out both Liverpool and Chelsea on their way to a semi-final versus Cardiff in the FA Cup?
0: Could you repeat the question, please?
1: Yep. Who, surprisingly, in 2008, knocked out both Liverpool and Chelsea on their way to a semi-final with Cardiff in the FA Cup?
0: Mm. Oh, I can't remember that at all. I'm going to go for a total guess. I'm going to say Bradford City. It was Barnsley. Oh, I was close. <laughs> 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 was, yeah,
1: Barnsley. So, Barnsley won 2-1 Anfield, then beat beat Chelsea 1-0 in one of the worst pitches I've ever seen. Um, have you got any idea in question one yet? I'm coming back to that. Right, okay. Uh, number three, what it's, number do you want it's next? Percolating, it's
0: percolating in my mind. <laughs> All right, uh, third question is, I'm going to say number 22. At Euro 96, who scored the golden goal winner for Germany
1: to secure the first trophy as a reunified country?
0: That was Oliver Bierhoff. We're off the mark. Yes, and I've remembered question one. It's coming to my mind just talking. to Antoine Griezmann. There you
1: go. That's correct.
0: Yes, I knew so you're, on,
1: you're on. You're on. You're on two out of three. All right, I'll take that. And you're the first person to get that because everyone else has said Thomas Müller.
0: Right. Yes, I'll take that. Nineties. Nineties um, is my speciality.
1: <laughs> that's why I said to. I said, it made me feel really old. Uh, Niall, who was on earlier, said that he was born, I think he said he was born in
0: 2002. What? And I was like, oh my God. So, yeah, I bet you didn't want an 80s question then. But <laughs> um, yeah, you said it's mainly 90s, isn't it? Yeah, basically,
1: unless it's like really obvious knowledge, there is some like World Cup and Euros questions that I suspect people should know. Right. But it's mainly Champions League and Premiership. <laughs> Instruction onwards. Um, Question four.
0: Okay, I'm going to go for
1: uh, 33. 33. Who has won the UEFA Cup slash Europa League the most times with five titles? Oh, is that Seville? It is indeed. Hey! I would have have said Seville or Sevilla, of course. Sevilla, yeah. They have won it five times in the space of what 14 years or something we're at yeah now.
0: something crazy isn't it yeah
1: just absolute domination yeah you're on, you're on track that was, um, was that what's his face your guy Emery he won three in a row yeah
0: that's right yeah ok so we're on to question five so we will get three out of four just now ok so uh, I'll go for 42 42 which teams won the two thousand
1: and four, two thousand and five English and Scottish Premier titles, half a
0: point each. Alright, so it's Chelsea won the English title. Yep. And I will say that Rangers won the Scottish League title. That is correct. Both Rangers
1: and hey. Chelsea won the titles in two
0: thousand and four, two thousand
1: and five. Alright, alright, I'm liking this. <laughs> ah you're, you're so, on court. You're on course. I won't tell you who's got the top score, but you are on course to you're on course to beat it just now. All right,
0: all right. Don't jinx me. Don't jinx me. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll go for number sixty.
1: Sixty. Oh, well, this question appeared last time. Valencia beat Marseille in the 2004 UEFA Cup final. Who was the Valencia manager that day?
0: Oh, that would have been Rafa Benitez.
1: It was indeed. Rafa Benitez in his last game before joining Liverpool.
0: Yeah. There you go.
1: Five out of six. Five out of six. Oh, this is good. <laughs> All right, what do you I'll go want next? for 72. And which year was the last UEFA Cup final before it was rebranded and changed to the Europa League? Oh, that's
0: a toughie. So basically, so which May was the last year? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's tough. I'm going to say when did come the Europa League? I'm going to say 2006. It was actually 2009.
1: Oh, was the first final I said with uh, with one of the boys on from a Celtic podcast yesterday, and his guess was 08. Uh, and he, he should have known, being being Rangers, that we were, <laughs> we were in the sec- we were in the second
0: last year for Cup final. Oh yeah, when you trashed Manchester. Yeah, we left a bit of a mess. Because yeah. <laughs> that's where I live. I live in Manchester. Yeah. I yeah, remember we remember that well. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't our best um, environmental day. No, no. Not one for the uh, the scrapbook, that one, was it? No, 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 definitely not. Um, so we're on five out of seven. All right, st- 85.
1: St- 85, right, let's see. Oh, this would have been a gimme for someone else. Celtic mm. beat which team to win the 1967 European Cup? Oh, that was uh, Inter Milan. That is correct. That was, pretty, that was pretty simple and a hard question yeah. for me to include myself.
0: <laughs> um, right, so is it, is it two to go? Two to go. All right. I will have to go for uh, 94. At USA 94,
1: mm. which two players shared the golden boot? Half a point each.
0: Oh, uh, it was... Oleg Selenko. That's one. And uh, it was, hold on, hang on, hang on. I know this. Romario. It
1: was Oleg Selenko and Christo Stoichkov. Stoichkov. Ah,
0: I knew that. So you're on six and a half. All right, all right. I was close. I had to go up a 99. Yes. As a United fan who was there in Barcelona. That's right, okay.
1: So just listen to the question. Arsene Wenger and Alan Pardew clashed on the touchline at Upton Park in 2007 whilst Pardew celebrated a goal in front of the Arsenal dugout. West Ham won 1-0. Who scored the goal?
0: Oh, could you repeat that? Sorry, you were breaking up as you as you asked it. In
1: 2007, Arsene Wenger and Alan Pardew clashed on the touchline as Alan Pardew was celebrating the winning goal on a 1-0 victory for West Ham at Upton
0: Park. Who scored the winning goal? Oh, 2007 yep I am going to say it was Andy Carroll it was Marlon Harewood <laughs> <laughs> I would not have got that so six oh, well. and a half
1: out of ten I'll take that I'll take that that is it's a it's above the average by some distance has been um, my co-host took part in this and he got two out of ten so he the bar pretty low for everyone which was really enjoyable for
0: myself oh nice um, what was, what's the highest score so far? Seven,
1: seven. If, you, if you'd oh, got Steichkov, you would have Cup. been joined.
0: Stoich, I should know that. I should have got that as well. I absolutely love cuff in the nineties. I know,
1: I know that, that World what Cup. I got player. that. I got that question wrong. So I knew Oleg Selenko because he joined Rangers yeah. right after the World Cup. Of course, I, yeah. I had I had uh, Roberto Baggio when I answered that question. Right. Yeah, That's the only person I remember for that World Cup massively. Um, Guy <laughs> thanks very much for doing this I really appreciate this this has been really fun and it's given us something to Pleasure. do right um, have a nice day I'll speak to you soon alright nice one right speak to you later bye bye this podcast was written and produced by John Walker and Gary Black for more of our podcast please visit tramplebet.com